Hello, Truth Seekers, and welcome back to another episode of the Truth Seekers podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true, and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker, and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. If you've been following along, then you know we've been learning about Joseph. We learned that Joseph walked through some pretty difficult times in his life. He was hated by his brothers, sold into slavery, taken far away from his home to work as a slave in Egypt, and thrown in prison. Things finally turned around for Joseph when he was taken to Pharaoh, and God gave him the ability to interpret Pharaoh's dreams. Because the Lord was with Joseph, Joseph was able to help Pharaoh prepare for the famine that was to come. A famine is when there is a shortage of food. God had told Pharaoh that there would be seven good years of abundant crops and food in Egypt. And then there would be seven bad years of famine where the crops would not grow and there would not be enough food to eat for the people in the land. When we last left Joseph, he was in charge of preparing and saving food during the seven good years so that when the seven years of famine came, the people of Egypt would have food to eat. Now, I bet you have been wondering about Joseph's brothers, and especially his father Jacob. Jacob had been devastated when his sons had told him that Joseph had been killed by a wild animal. Jacob has no idea that his son Joseph is now second in command of all the land of Egypt. I'm sure things were never the same for Jacob and his sons after Joseph was gone. I even wonder if all of those years, maybe Joseph's brothers carried guilt for what they had done to Joseph. In today's episode, Joseph is in for a surprise when he finally meets his brothers again in Egypt. That's right. Joseph will have an encounter with his brothers for the first time since they threw him in a pit and sold him into slavery. Now, because the famine was so severe, it spread not only through the land of Egypt, but throughout the lands beyond Egypt, even to the land where Joseph's family lived. And when Joseph's father, Jacob, heard that there was grain to buy in Egypt, he said to his sons, Go down there and buy some for us, so that we may live and not die. Then ten of Joseph's brothers went down to buy grain from Egypt. But Jacob did not send Benjamin with the other brothers, because he was afraid that harm might come to him. You see, Benjamin was Joseph's younger brother. And like Joseph, Benjamin had been born to Rachel, Jacob's favorite wife. Unfortunately, Jacob still played favorites with his sons, and Benjamin was his only reminder of his wife Rachel, so he would not let him go down to Egypt with his brothers. Jacob was determined that he would not let anything happen to Benjamin like what happened to Joseph. So Jacob's sons went down to Egypt, and here is where the story gets interesting. Since Joseph was the governor of all the land of Egypt, he was the one who sold the grain to all its people. One day, as Joseph was in his palace, he looked up and there in front of him stood his brothers. Can you imagine? 
What must Joseph have felt in that moment to see the very brothers who had ruined his life by selling him into slavery now standing there before him? And do you know what they did next? Joseph's brothers got down on their knees and bowed with their faces to the ground before him. Did you hear that? They bowed down to their brother Joseph. What does that remind you of? Do you remember when Joseph was younger and still living at home and he had a dream? Do you remember what his dream was? He dreamt that his brother's stalks of wheat bowed down to his stalk of wheat. When the brothers had heard this dream, they were angry. But now, here many years later, Joseph's dream comes true. His brothers are bowing down to him, the governor. Well, truth seekers, what will Joseph do? Will he throw them in prison? Will he cast them away and not give them any food? Will he treat them as they treated him and make them slaves? The Bible says that as soon as Joseph saw his brothers, he recognized them. But they did not recognize him. They didn't know it was Joseph standing there before them. He had grown into a man, and he probably looked much different now, dressed as a royal Egyptian. So Joseph pretended to be a stranger and spoke to them. Where do you come from? he asked. From the land of Canaan, they replied. We're here to buy food. Suddenly Joseph said, You are spies. You have come to see where our land is unprotected. No, my lord, they answered. Your servants have come to buy food. We are all the sons of one man. We are honest men, not spies. No, Joseph said to them, you have come to see where our land is unprotected. But they replied, your servants, we were twelve brothers, the sons of one man who lives in the land of Canaan. We have one youngest brother who is still now at home with our father, and another one who is no more. Joseph said to them, It is just as I told you, you are spies, and this is how you will be tested. As surely as Pharaoh lives, you will not leave this place unless your youngest brother comes here. Send one of your numbers to get your brothers. The rest of you will be kept in prison, so that your words may be tested to see if you are telling the truth. If you are not, then as surely as Pharaoh lives, you are spies. And Joseph put them all in jail for three days. On the third day, Joseph said to them, If you are honest men, let one of your brothers stay here in prison. I will let the rest of you go and take grain back for your starving households. But you must bring your youngest brother back to me, so that your words may be verified and that you may not die. What was Joseph doing? What was his purpose in keeping one of the brothers in prison? while the others went home to get Benjamin. You see, Joseph was testing his brothers. He wanted to see if they had changed. He wanted to know if they were still the cruel and hateful brothers that had thrown him into a pit. He was testing them to see what they would do. Then the brothers began to speak to one another. They didn't understand what was happening. They had just come down to Egypt to buy grain, and now one of them would be kept in prison until they could bring back their youngest brother, Benjamin. They said to each other, Surely we are being punished because of what we did a long time ago to Joseph. 
We saw how upset he was when he pleaded with us for his life, but we would not listen. And now God is punishing us. Reuben, the oldest, said, Didn't I tell you not to sin against the boy Joseph? But you wouldn't listen. Now we must give an accounting for his blood. Oh, friends, can you tell how heavy the burden has weighed on the hearts of Joseph's brothers all of these years? Well, they did not realize that Joseph was listening to them and that he could understand them. When Joseph heard his brothers talking about what they had done to him, he turned away from them and began to weep. He then turned back to them and spoke to them again. He had Simeon, one of the brothers, taken from them and bound before their eyes. Joseph gave orders to fill their bags with grain, to put each man's money back in his bag, and to give them provisions to make it home. After this was done, they loaded their grain on their donkeys and left. Joseph made sure his brothers not only had enough food to take back home with them, but he even gave them back their money for the grain. You see, Joseph had forgiven his brothers. He had forgiven his brothers what they had done to him. If he had not forgiven them, he would not be able to be so generous to give them all this grain plus their money back. When they finally arrived back home in Canaan, they told their father Jacob all that had happened to them. They said, the man who is Lord over the land spoke harshly to us and treated us as though we were spying on the land. But we said to him, We are honest men, we are not spies. They told Jacob that the man in Egypt wanted them to bring back their youngest brother in order to go back and save Simeon. When Jacob heard this news, oh, how he cried. First I have lost my son Joseph. Now Simeon is in prison? And now you want to take Benjamin from me? Everything is against me. Then Reuben stepped up and said something very serious to his father. He said, You may put to death both of my sons if I do not bring Benjamin back to you. Trust him to me, father, and I will bring him back. Oh, how different the brothers really had become. Reuben was willing to give up everything to protect his younger brother, Benjamin, from harm. Even Judah had changed. Judah said, Father, send Benjamin along with me, and we will go at once, so that we and you and our children may live and not die. I myself will guarantee his safety. I will be responsible for him. If I do not bring him back to you and set him here before you, I will bear the blame before you all of my life. Then Jacob said, If it must be, then do this. Take gifts with you to the man and some of the best products of the land, a little balm and a little honey, some spices and myrrh. Take double the amount of money with you. Take your brother Benjamin and go back to the man at once. You see, Jacob still did not know that the man was his son, Joseph. So the brothers returned to Egypt with Benjamin. And when Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the steward of his house, Prepare a dinner, they are to eat with me tonight. Then the steward took the brothers into Joseph's house, gave them water to wash their feet, and provided hay for their donkeys. They prepared their gifts for Joseph's arrival because they heard they were to eat with him.
When Joseph came home, they presented to him the gifts they had brought into the house, and they bowed down before him to the ground. Then Joseph asked them about their father. Is he still living? Yes, they said, he is still alive and well. They did not know why this strange man would want to know about their father. And as Joseph looked around and saw his brother Benjamin, his own mother Rachel's son, he asked, Is this your youngest brother, the one you told me about? Joseph was so moved at the sight of his brother that he had to leave the room and look for a place to weep. His heart was so overcome, he went into his private room and wept there. And so Joseph ate with his brothers, but he still did not tell them who he was. Joseph had one more test for his brothers. The next day, when it was time for the brothers to take Simeon and buy more grain and head home, Joseph had his men fill all of their sacks with grain. But in Benjamin's sack of grain, he had the steward of his house place his expensive silver cup without Benjamin knowing. And when the brothers had ridden a ways off, Joseph sent his steward to chase after them. When he caught up with the brothers, he said, Why have you done such an evil thing by stealing my master's silver cup? The brothers were surprised and said, We have not stolen your master's cup. We brought you gifts and your money back for the grain. Why would we steal his cup? They said, Search our sacks if you find it. May the one whose sack it is in die, and we will be your servants. They were so certain that they had not taken the silver cup. So when the steward opened Benjamin's sack, there in the grain sat the silver cup. The brothers cried out and tore their clothes. Surely God is punishing us. They were brought back to Joseph, and as they came before him, they threw themselves on the ground and said, What can we say to prove our innocence? We are now your slaves. But Joseph said, No, only the man who was found to have the cup will become my slave. The rest of you go back to your father in Canaan. Now, truth seekers, here is the moment of truth. What would the brothers do? Here is the test. Would they abandon their brother Benjamin to be a slave forever, just like they had abandoned Joseph? Would they leave and go home and forget about Benjamin? Then, unexpectedly, one of the brothers, Judah, went before Joseph and said, Please, my Lord, let your servant speak a word. Before we came here to bring Benjamin to you, our father said, You know that my wife bore me two sons. One of them went away from me and was surely torn to pieces, and I have not seen him since. And if you take this one, Benjamin, from me too, and harm comes to him, you will bring my gray head down to the grave in misery. Judah said to Joseph, So now do you see, if I go back home without Benjamin... And my father sees that Benjamin is not with us. He will die. Your servants will bring the gray head of our father down to the grave in sorrow. I said to my father, if I do not bring him back to you, then I will bear the blame before you all of my life. And Judah did something amazing. He said to Joseph, 
Now then, please, let me remain here as your slave in place of the boy, and let the boy return to his brothers. How can I go back to my father if the boy is not with me? Do not let me see the grief that would come to my father. Well, at this, Joseph could hardly contain himself. He now saw that his brothers had truly changed. Instead of leaving Benjamin to be a slave, Judah offered to save Benjamin by offering his own life to become a slave instead. Joseph could no longer control himself before all of his attendants. He cried out, Have everyone leave my presence! So there was no one with Joseph when he made himself known to his brothers. And he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard him and even Pharaoh's household heard about it. The years of hurt and pain and rejection and abandonment that Joseph must have felt, he let all of that go. And in that moment, he wept being reunited with his brothers. His heart was so full as he said, I am Joseph, I am your brother. And at that, the brothers were stunned. They just stared. They couldn't believe it. This, this was their brother Joseph, the governor of Egypt. And now fear came upon them. What would he do to them? But he reassured them and said, come close to me. I am your brother Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed. Do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here, because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. For two years now there has been famine in the land, and for the next five years there will not be crops. But God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to save your lives. So Joseph told his brothers to go back to Canaan and pack up all of their things and bring their entire family, including their father, to come and live in Egypt. And Pharaoh said to Joseph's brothers, Bring your family back and I will give you the best of the land and you will be taken care of. So Joseph's brothers went home and told their father that Joseph was alive and they brought their families and their father Jacob back to Egypt where Joseph was reunited with his father. And when Joseph saw Jacob, he threw his arms around him and wept for a very long time. And so God had taken care of Joseph after all. God had not only taken care of Joseph in Egypt, but God reunited Joseph with his family and made things right again for him. Dear truth seekers, the truth that we find in this story is that we serve a God who redeems. What does it mean to redeem? Redeem means to get back what was lost or to gain something in exchange for something else. In exchange for Joseph's pain and suffering, God did a wonderful work. He used Joseph to save an entire nation, set him up as royalty over Egypt, and gave him back his family. God is a God who redeems the bad places of our lives and makes them beautiful for His glory. There is no situation that is too broken or too hard for God to redeem. 
God knew the hurt and wounds in Joseph's heart and he loved Joseph so much that he brought healing and forgiveness to Joseph and his brothers. You see, Joseph could have allowed what his brothers did to him to make him bitter and angry and unforgiving. But instead, Joseph trusted God. And do you know what he said to his brothers? He said, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. That, my friends, is a happily ever after. If you'd like to read today's story in your Bible, you can find it in Genesis chapters 42 through 50. Let me pray for you before we go. Dear Father, we ask that you would protect our hearts and redeem all of the places where we have been hurt or disappointed. No matter what anyone has done to us, I ask that you would help us to always forgive and to not allow bitterness to enter our hearts. Help us to be like Joseph and forgive those who have done us wrong. Please redeem all of the broken places in our hearts. We love you. Amen. Thank you for joining me this week, Truth Seekers, and I look forward to our next episode.